alligator attack. This is in her words. Well, while walking along the edge of our pond just outside of our house, I was with my ex discussing property settlement issues and other divorce issues, and we were surprised by a huge 12-foot alligator which suddenly emerged from the murky waters. It began charging us with jaws wide open. She must have been protecting her nest because she was extremely aggressive. If it had not been for my 22 pistol, I wouldn't be here today. Just one shot to my estranged husband's kneecap was all it took. The gator got him easily and I was able to escape by just walking away briskly. The amount I saved in lawyer's fees was really incredible and his life insurance was also a big bonus. (laughs) And guess what I'm going to preach about today? Building a better future. (laughs) It's great to see all of you. I'm going to just talk to you out of my heart. Uh, the, the way that I'm a little different than probably most preachers and pastors is I don't think that a spiritual life is just all about the spirit. I believe we're made up of spirit, soul, and body. And I think that for each one of those, there's certain things that we need to do to take care of our spirit, certain things we need to do to take care of our mind, and other things to take care of our body. I believe in the totality that God wants every part of us to thrive and to live the abundant life. There's not a verse that you hear preached about a lot, but it's in your Bible. And paraphrasing, here's what the verse says. I have created all things for you to enjoy. God doesn't want you to live depressed. God doesn't want you to live frustrated. He doesn't want you to live in anxiety or worry. He wants you to live his abundant life. Can I get a witness? And so today I'm going to be very practical because I know that you're only in here about an hour, an hour and a half on a Sunday, about an hour on a Wednesday night. So the majority of your time that you live, you live outside a church. And I want us to be great ambassadors and representatives of Jesus Christ no matter where we go. I want us to have so much life and so much love that when people look at us, they want to know what is different about us. Can I get a witness? Are you ready? You can be seated. Let's talk about how to build a better future. Building a better future really begins with building a better you. If you want to build a better future, it starts with building a better you. You are the only person that you can change. And when you change, everything around you starts changing. I remember when this was years ago, many years ago, when Janet and I walked into a counselor's office. And of course, I was upset with Janet and she was upset with me. And I remember this counselor, what she said. She told us this, is that when you change, everything around you starts changing. But when you're mad at your spouse or you're resentful towards your spouse, you think they're the ones that need to change. But really, you can't change them. You're the only one that can change. And if you want a better future, change starts on the inside, not on the outside. 
Can I get a witness? So if you want something to change, don't wait for others to change. You decide that I'm going to be the one that's going to start changing. And as you start changing, miraculously, everything around you starts changing. You know, we all have to make adjustments. You agree with that? Every one of us have to make adjustments. Now, I like to fly. I don't get to fly much. I'm hoping to get to fly more. But um, here a while back, it's been literally several years ago, more than a while back, but several years ago, we flew to Arkansas. And you, what you do is, is there's so much uh, technology now that you can put on your iPad. And so you just put in the letters of the airport that you want to fly to. Uh, for instance, if you wanted to fly to Houston Intercontinental, it would be IAH. So you would put in IAH, and then it, what it's going to do, it's going to facilitate, think about it a minute, and then it's going to give you a path. And this path is actually on your iPad, a magenta line. And what you do is, is once you get the airplane up, you just fly that magenta line. And if you fly that line, it'll take you all the way to IAH. But as you're flying, you have to consider wind, where the wind is blowing. And if you're just kind of not paying attention, the wind can blow you off course. And then if you're just talking or fellowship and you look down at your iPad and you saw, well, I've gone off off course. And so you steer that airplane back on to that magenta line. Why? Because here's life, ladies and gentlemen. Life is not always easy. Life has a way of slapping you in the face. Life has a way of throwing you a curveball. And if you're not careful, life can throw you such things that it gets you off a course. You lose your focus. You get your eyes on people and you start getting your eyes off of God. And if you're not careful, you can start getting bitter toward people, resentment in your heart towards your spouse. And the enemy wants you to get off course. So as I, I was growing up, I asked my dad some questions and we were talking one day and my dad looked at me and he said, Wayne, I want you to understand, son, as long as you are living, you're going to need to make adjustments because God is never going to quit trying to refine you. In other words, even if you're 80, there's another step you can take to become more like Christ because life has a way of throwing all of us off base. I remember reading about an Air Force pilot. And an Air Force pilot, here is what he said, that if you get off one degree from your flight path, for every mile that you fly, if you get off one degree, it is a mile off, of course. So in other words, to make this make sense, if you fly out of JFK from New York City and you are one degree off, when you try to land in California at Los Angeles, you are literally going to be 40 miles off of your course and you would land in the Pacific Ocean. One degree, one degree per mile would put you 40 miles off course. What are you saying? I'm saying no matter how long you live for the Lord, you and I are going to have to make constant corrections because the enemy would love to come in and plant a root of resentment, 
a root of anger, a root of jealousy, a root of envy, and you have to make sure that you are going in constantly and laying those things at the foot of the cross because as a Christian, you and I are not going to attract somebody if we're cold, hard, cynical Christians. Hereby shall you know that you are my disciples, not if you're bitter, not if you're angry, not if you're cold, not if you're critical, but if you have love one toward another. Here's what Hebrews 12 and 1 says, and I don't know if it's going to come up on the screen, but Hebrews 12 and 1 says this, my paraphrase, lay aside every weight and the sins that so easily beset you. It is the enemy's good pleasure to put weights on you as you travel this journey. It's the enemy's good pleasure to get your eyes off of the Lord and get your eyes on people. But you have to make the choice. I'm going to lay aside the weights. Why? Because I want to finish strong. I'm not going to keep carrying some things on my shoulders or some resentment in my spirit. I'm going to lay it aside. I'm going to lay aside critical and negative attitudes because I want to finish strong. And I want people to want to be around me when I walk in the room. I don't want them exiting the room. I want them to want to be around me. And guess what? That is a choice you and I have to make. We have to lay aside every weight and sin that would so easily beset us. So how can we build a better future, Pastor? I'm going to just give you a couple of things here to help us. It doesn't matter why that we should. Why doesn't even matter. Pardon me. I said that wrong. It doesn't matter. I can give you the steps how, but just giving you the steps how doesn't matter. You have to decide, why do I want to change? Here's a step how. First of all, accept, accept the past. No matter what you've done, no matter who you did it with or how long you've done it, you can't change the past. And you can't change people. And if you want to build a better you, and if you want to build a better future, it starts with accepting the past. Say, what do you mean by that? Here's what I'm going to tell you. People are going to do you wrong. God is not going to always come through the way you think he ought to come through. Things are going to happen. People are not going to treat you right. Even Christians And if you're not careful, you can allow a root of bitterness to steer you off course. But here's what I've learned, that peace comes. If you want peace, it comes through acceptance. It happened. The abuse happened. The storm happened. The hurricane happened. This happened in my life. If I could do it all over, I'd like to do some things different. But here is what happened. And when you can get to a point that it happened and I'm going to accept it, then there can be peace that will come in your life. But until you can get to a place of acceptance, there will be, be no peace because what you're doing is, is you can never be at peace always wishing something was different in your past. If you want to build a better you, the best thing you can do is say, you know what? 
Man, if I could do it over again, I would, but I can't. And so I'm going to accept it. I'm going to get back up and I'm going to learn how I can do it different because I am determined. I want to finish strong. I want to be saved and I want to take as many people to heaven with me as I possibly can. You say, okay, pastor, I have some things in my spirit. Well, we all do. So join the club. What do I do about that? If I have resentment toward my spouse or if I have resentment toward God, how do I get beyond it? Well, I don't have time to get deep into it, but real quickly, one of the things that you can do is revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. If you can reveal how you truly feel to your spouse or reveal it to God or reveal it to a good friend, if you're not careful, what will happen is, is you'll bottle all that up. And we know if you shake a Coke can up and open it up, what's going to happen? It's going to spew everywhere. And that's what a lot of people do. Just one thing sets them off and they just spew everywhere. Why? Because they haven't taken the time to reveal their feelings which is the beginning of healing. Can I tell you that all of your inner conflicts, everything going on on the inside of you right now starts in your mind. I don't know if it's up on the screen, but Romans 12 and 1 talks about how that you can have a changed life. How can I have a changed life, pastor? It starts by renewing your mind, changing the way that you think. I want you to look now at James 4 and 1. It says this, what causes fights and quarrels among you? In other words, why do you get into conflict with other people? The Bible goes on to say this, they come from the conflicting desires and battles inside of you. I want to just come alongside you this morning. As I was young and dumb at 23 and got married, as I got into marriage, here's where I was young and dumb. Not getting married, that's a good thing. Young and dumb in that I was 23. And thought, well, you know, I can change. I can change, Janet. And what started happening is because I could not change her, then I got resentment toward her. And I started resenting her. And here's what I've had to learn, and I continue to learn, and that is this. The only person that you can change is yourself. And the reason why I got resentment is because Janet wasn't doing it the way I thought she should do it. But God didn't make her like me. He made me me and he made her who she is. And the quicker you can accept people for who they are, the more peace you're going to start having in your life. Can I preach? 
I don't know if I'm going to get to the end of this message, but I want to show you. The Pharisees never liked Jesus. They did not think he was the Messiah. They were always trying to trap him, and they wanted to kill him. So Jesus could not change their opinion about him. No matter how good he did, no matter how many people he healed, no matter how many miracles he brought upon the earth, it did not change the Pharisees' opinion about Jesus. What are you saying? Here's what I'm saying. God did not get depressed. He did not get caught up in what he could not change. He didn't say, well, you know what? I ought to just go sit down and forget my mission because there are some people that it looks like they're never going to approve of me. Here's the bad news. People that don't like you, that's bad news. Here's the good news. They don't have to like you for Jesus to keep loving you. Just because somebody doesn't love you doesn't mean God doesn't love you. Just because somebody doesn't accept you for who you are doesn't mean that God doesn't accept you for who you are. Here's the bad news. If you haven't got their approval in 30 years, you're probably not going to get their approval. But that doesn't mean that you sit down, back up, let up, shut up, and not make heaven. It just means, I'm sorry, you can't like me for who I am, but the Lord loves me, and that's what matters, because I'm going to live for an audience of one. Say, where's this battle coming from? Because they're not meeting your expectations and you thought it should be different. You thought God should do it different. They should do it different. Pastors should do it different. And because people have not met your expectations, if you're not careful, you can get a root of bitterness in your life. Can I get a witness? If you want to build a better future, change starts within And you have to learn. You have to learn. This doesn't come easy. You have to learn to just make peace with your past. Here's the second thing if you want to uh, build a better you. Second of all, agree on your future. Here's what I've learned through counseling and through years now. In fact, next week, Janet and I will have 32 years of marriage. As the old saying goes, have we thought about divorce? No. Murder? Yeah, many times. (laughs) But why? Why did we think about murder? Because I wasn't doing it her way and she wasn't doing it my way. And I was trying to change her and she was trying to change me and we were both saying frustrated. Now, Janet and I, I've all told you all this many times, we're very different people. The way we think is different. And so here's what I have learned in 32 years of marriage. Instead of, instead of allowing the 3% that we will probably never agree on, let's look at the 97% that we do agree on and let's build our future on the 97% instead of staying focused on the three things that I don't like about you. I read a quote the other day, and this is really what got this message birthed in my heart. And I'm going to try to remember it uh, from memory. But it says, you cannot build the future on people who only know what they're against. 
I'm going to try to say that again. You cannot build the future on people who only know what they're against. And I'm not here to hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to hurt my feelings. But this is the truth. Here's the truth. Our denomination has been known for what we're against. Oh, you're Pentecostal. Here is the next thing they say. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't go there. Oh, that, I'm sorry I invited you to that because I know if that's who you are, you can't go. Why? Because as a denomination, we have been known more for what we're against instead of what we're for. And uh, I can't change you, but I would like to help shift the culture in this church so that we're known for what we're for instead of what we're against. We are known for loving God and loving people. We are known for a no judgment zone in this church. It doesn't mean that God is not going to one day judge us. It doesn't mean that whoopee, we can do whatever we want to do. And God loves me. Paul says, shall you continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. It doesn't mean that we need to show off all of our curves and muscles and let the world see. Why? Because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if, if you think if you're thinking that's what I mean and you're misconstruing what I'm saying. The point is simply this. Let's be known more for what we are for than what we are against. Let's be known for loving God and loving people. Let's not be known for, oh, well, that's going to send you to hell. Let's be known for how many people can we take to heaven with us? Can I get a witness? So here's, here's what I've learned. Stop focusing on what you can't do and focus on what we can accomplish together. You know, um, not necessarily any of these Hope House guys, but we've been doing Hope House for a while and I, I will try to meet with these guys when I can and on an individual basis, a number of guys will, I think they think it's spiritual when they get around me to say, well, you know, pastor, I don't care about money. Hey, you know, I just, I want to obey God. And that's great. I want to obey God too. But I just want to share something with you. For a person to say, I don't care about money, they, it may sound spiritual, but I just want to come alongside you and show you something. If you don't value something, you won't attract it. What do you mean by that? If you don't value salvation and being saved, you're never going to be attracted to God. Until you see your need for salvation and change, then you're going to continue to do your own thing. What, what are you saying? I, I'm saying that Solomon says money solves many problems. And for us to say, well, I don't care about money means we're never going to attract it. Because you don't attract what you don't value. If you don't value God, you're not going to attract it. And your money will grow to the extent that you do. I'm going to make that make sense. As long as you think small, you'll only value small things. As long as you think small, you'll only have a small bank account. 
If you don't value God, you're not going to draw close to him. If you don't value finances, you're not going to draw them to you. And here's what most people think. Most people think and they see money as something to spend. Change your thinking from seeing it as something to spend to make you temporarily happy to money empowers me to make choices. If I have $100 when a missionary comes and I feel his burden, then guess what? I have something to give and I can bless that missionary because I've made a choice that when I'm feeling something in my spirit, I'm going to have something to give. But you cannot give what you don't have. And you will never have what you don't value. Everybody okay? I think I need to tiptoe out of that and go to my next point. (laughs) Change always starts with choosing. Change always starts with choosing. Our ability to choose is one of our greatest gifts that we have as human beings. One of the greatest things that shows you you're made in the image of God is the power of choice. Because no animal has the power of choice. They only have the power of instinct. You have the power of choice. And it's not as much what happens to you as what happens in you. And what do I choose to do with this? All of us, brothers and sisters, all of us are products of our past, but none of us have to be prisoners of our past. Can I say it again? All of us are products of our past, and probably every one of us would change some things. But we don't have to be prisoners of our past. How can I come out? By choosing. This is what I went through, but that's not who I'm going to be. This is where I came from, but it's not where I'm going. This may have been in my life, but I'm not going to let it define me. Remember this. Things are either refining you or defining you. Can I say it again? Life is either refining you or defining you. This is where I came from, so this is who I am. No, let it refine you. This is why I believe that David was the man he was is because he learned what not to do under Saul. And sometimes what you go through is it's teaching you what not to do and who who not to be. And so you can choose to look at it either way. I'm going to choose not to allow these circumstances to define me. I'm going to let them refine me and then I'm going to make a choice to go forward. I got a few more minutes here. How can I build a better future? You've heard me mention this many times, but it's so important. It's worth repeating. And that is define your values. One of the things that we all have is 24-7. None of us can lease more time, borrow it, buy it, get it on loan. In fact, your most precious commodity is not really your time. Pardon me, your money. You can earn more money, but you can't earn or make or bake or get more time. And I I hear people tell me, they walk into my office and said, I said, man, I'm sorry. I was just a couple minutes late. Please forgive me. And here's what they say. Oh, it don't matter, Pastor. I got hours to burn. I don't want it. Okay. Why? Because you can't get any more time. And your life is all about how you choose to invest your time and the choices that you make. 
It's all about what you choose to do with it. So why, how does this connect up with values? Because when you determine your values, then you determine where your time goes. Here's an example. Number one, you might choose to be honesty may be a number one value. It means that every day you're going to work to tell the truth and never tell a lie. Number two, your value may be generosity. You want to be a very generous person. You want to live every day trying to give something away. Well, you got to have something to give in order to give something away. A smile away, a handshake away, a kind word away, a text away, an encouragement away, maybe some dollars away. Maybe you're buying somebody a meal. Maybe you're going to see them at the hospital. But you have made, it's my value that I'm going to live with an open hand. And every day I wake up, I'm going to try to give something away. Another value may be trustworthy. You just want to be a person that somebody can depend on. Then guess what? When you understand your values, then you understand where your time goes. I told you this before. I'm going to keep telling you. I like to play golf, uh, but I only get to play about four times a year. Why? Because my time goes to all of my values and what's left over is when I get to play golf. And most people do not write their values down. Why? Because they don't stop long enough to think, what are my values? I'm hastening. Number four, set your goals. It's like 83% of the people that set their goals obtain them. But if you have a goal that doesn't have a start date and an end date, it's just a hallucination. It's just a pipe dream. In other words, if you say, well, I want to be a better person. Well, when is that starting? And how, how are you going to be a better person? Okay, it sounds good, but when you're starting, how are you going to know? How are you going to measure? So in other words, you need to have a start date. You need to have some things you can measure along the way that you know you're accomplishing this. And then you need to have an end date. So I want to earn uh, a degree. Okay, when you want to start? What do, you want, want it, what do you want it to be in? Okay, when do you think that's going to finish? Now we're getting somewhere. How will you know if you're making progress? Well, when I get through my freshman year and then I get through my, you understand what I'm saying? You're smart people. So here's a, here's one of the number one things when people walk into my office and really just are kind of out of focus. One of the number one things that can get you back in focus is to see yourself at 85 years of age. And what does that look like? You're 85 now. You've lived most of your life. Now, what does that look like? What does your relationship look like? What does your finances look like? What does your future look like? What, what does all of that look like? And you begin to visualize that. And as you visualize it, then what it does is it takes it down to bite sizes. So if I want to retire on certain amount of money when I'm 85, then that means I got to be saving money along the way to get to that. If I want to have great relationships when I'm 85, that means I need to be working on it every day. If I want to finish strong, then that means I need to finish strong today. Visualize what your life will look like at 85 and then start bite-sizing it. What does that look like physically? When I, when I'm 85, I don't want to be overweight. I want to have good health. So I got to do things now in order to stay healthy until I'm 85. You say, well, what if you don't get 85? Well, then it's okay. But at least I had a plan if I did get there. Set your goals. Here's the, here's the next one. Question yourself. After 30 years of ministry, I don't mean what I'm fixing to say ugly. I don't mean it toward any one person. Here's what I observed. After 30 years of ministry, here's what I've observed. Most people are asleep at the wheel. 
Most people are asleep at the wheel. Why? Because thinking is hard work. That's what Albert Einstein said. Thinking is hard work and most people don't do it. It doesn't mean they're not saved. It doesn't mean they're stupid people. It just means most people are asleep at the wheel. And here's what I've gathered after 30 years of experience. Most people are selfish, but they're not self-aware. Say, what do you mean by that? Have you ever just wished somebody would just turn on a blinker? Have you like just, I mean, seriously, I mean, y'all, you know, if you knew how carnal your pastor can be at times, you would be praying for me instead of asking me to pray for you. Because one thing I can't stand, I can't hardly tolerate it is stupidity. I just, it just, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I mean, how stupid can some people be and still breathe? I'm like, God, I know they're your child, but they're stupid. I mean, seriously, how much does it take to turn on the blinker to let me know instead of sitting there five minutes, I can go ahead and make a right turn because you're going to make a right turn. But no, you know why? Because they ain't thinking about you. In fact, when they pull up in their yard, you know what they're going to say? Oh my God, how'd I get here? (laughs) That's the truth. Okay, so... I've done that before. I was like, oh my God, I'm at home. How'd I get here? Because I was thinking about other things, right? And just habit takes over, right? But most people live very shallow, very shallow lives, and they don't ask themselves the question, why am I so angry? Why am I so unhappy? One of the reasons why you are so unhappy is because you don't keep your power. You let other people take your power. You say, what do you mean by that? Jesus never let the ideals and the hatred of the Pharisees change who he knew he was. Again, I'm not trying to say anything rude, but even after Judas did what he did and he betrayed Jesus, Jesus didn't say, oh my God, I can't believe one of my very own betrayed me. I must be a really bad leader. Judas made a choice. He could have come back and repented and God would have accepted him because Peter did that. But he made a choice. It's over. Ladies and gentlemen, as long as you got breath and as long as you got God, it's never over if you will make the right choice. I'm going to make the right choice to build a better future. But anytime you play this blame game, it's my mama's fault. It's my husband's fault. It's my wife's fault. It's where I was raised. It's my principal's fault. It's, it's my pastor's fault. You're going to always be a lame duck because you are being lame when you blame people. One of the greatest things you can do is say, you know what? I don't like it. I, I, I didn't cause it, but I'm going to take full responsibility and I'm going to make the choice not to grow up not to get cynical, not to backslide. I'm not going to allow the devil to right defeated on my life. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Would you stand to your feet and clap your hands and give God some praise this morning? I have got to start preaching shorter. So, I have got to. 
I mean, I am tired of wearing you out with 45-minute messages. So I'm going to stop. I am literally going to stop right now. But I do want to ask you this question. Did this help anybody? Can one person's hand go up? Okay. So I don't know if I'll do it. Uh, a lot of times I don't do series because I feel like I lose the anointing on the first one. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like Rocky Five. After Rocky Two, it wasn't... Wasn't all that good anymore. Rocky three, Rocky four, you know, Rocky five. He's in a cane, you know, coming up. It's just not that good, you know. So I kind of lose momentum and anointing. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to say I will. I'm not going to say I won't do part two. But hopefully, part one helped you. How can I build a better future, Pastor? Number one, accept your past. Ain't a thing you can do about it. Not one thing. And if you don't accept it, guess what? You're never going to have peace. And you're going to tumble and toss in your sleep. You're going to be filled with anxiety. And it's always going to be shoulda, coulda, woulda. Learn that the hard way. Accept your past. Number two, agree on your future. Okay, so we're probably never going to, I'm probably never going to change this about me. It's who I am. So let's don't focus on that. I'm not going to focus on that in my spouse or focus on that in my pastor or with my person that sits beside me. I'm going to focus on what we can agree on. And let's build on that. And let's make a future out of what we can instead of what we can't. That makes sense? Okay. Here's the third thing. Define your values. That's one of the best things you can do is define your values because then it dictates where your time goes. And here's what you do. You learn to say yes to the best and no to the rest. And when you define your values, that little simple word called N-O gets a lot easier. No, I can't do that. Why? Because here's what I'm doing. I can't do that because I am doing this. Set your values. And then here's number four. Set your goals. Has to have a... Start date and end date and some measurements in between. But 83%, I believe it is, reach their goals if they simply just write them down. Visualize it. Visualize yourself at 85. What does that look like? What does it health look like? What does your mind look like? What does your spirit look like? What does your finances look like? And then what you do is you just break it down to bite size and you try to live it out every day. Then number five, question yourself. What do you need to change? Most people live on a very superficial level. Here's one of the greatest questions you can ask, but the scariest question. In fact, make sure you're having a really good day before you ask that. But look at somebody who loves you and knows you very well. And look at them and ask this question. What is it like to be on the other side of me? But don't ask that until you're prayed up, you've had a really good day, all your bills are paid, and like you're, I mean, that's your happiest day of the year. Because I'm going to tell you something. See, the reason why, the the reason why, here's another one and I'll throw out to you. You have to learn to build your front row because I don't care how good you are, how much you pray, how much you speak in tongues, how much you fast. All that's great. Continue to do it. But it doesn't matter how much you do that. You still have blinders and there's still things you cannot see about yourself. 
and you need somebody on your front row that'll look at you with love, with compassion, not criticism, not condemnation, but when you ask the question, what is it like to be me? And they tell you, oh, that ain't me. My God, how stupid can you be and still breathe? That ain't nothing like me. Here, here's what I've learned. If nine people call it a donkey, it's probably not a snake. It's just a thought. If you've got seven people in your life telling you something, you might want to take notice of it. Take responsibility. Start building a better future. I'm not going to get the end of my life and be resentful and cynical. I'm not going to be at the end of my life and be cold and calloused. I'm not, I've made up my mind. I'm not going to get to the end of my life and be negative. You can draw more people with a little bit of honey than you ever can with vinegar. But it's all about the choices that you make. Father, I just thank you for the spirit of the living God. And Father, I just pray, Lord, my prayer is, I'm, I'm not, we haven't preached this for today. This is not just about today. This is about planting a seed for the future of this church. Lord, I want us to do more than fill a goosebump. I want to feel the goosebump. I want worship to be so dynamic in this house that people are healed and blessed and encouraged. So yes, I want the goosebump and I want the power and I want the praise and the worship and I want transformation. But I don't want us to stop there. I want when we walk out of this building, we know who we are in Christ. And we know, God, that you have a path for us and a purpose for us. And we don't have to live in resentment. We can go forward, God, knowing, knowing who we are and knowing, God, that you have some good things in store for us. And so, Father, I pray that you would take this word, plant it deep, Lord, within our hearts and let it bear forth much fruit in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say amen. Amen. Now, normally what we do is, is we normally leave a little too quick. All I ask you to do, if you got to go, I get it. But if you don't have to just go this very second, let Kaylee sing to you and just get real still and just ask the Lord, God, which point do I need to really work on? Which point, God, do I really need to accept and embrace so that I can get better? Kaylee's going to sing to you. And all I'm asking is just for one minute of your time to get honest with yourself. Say, God, what do I need to change in my life? Would you do that?